Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to a very special transfer podcast. It's an AI Pro Plus podcast. I am joined by Dom Kostanziak. Hopefully I said your name right this time. <laughs> Dom, I've been practicing it offline, but we're recording now, so hopefully I got your name right, Dom. No, that, that was good. No, no, no. I'm fine with that. You did a good job. Thank you I'm for not, that. Thank I'm, you for I'm trying. Not, I'm not the best at names, Dom, but now that I can call you Dom, it's easier. Yeah, it's but uh, Dom, you're a sports journalist, opposition analyst and scout uh, from Barca Football at Substack, which is great. Uh, welcome to the show, mate. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for uh, choosing to talk to me. No, no, we are going to be talking, Arthur Miller. Obviously, that is our uh, main, main topic. So let's crack straight into it. When did you first hear of this player? And was it when he joined Barca? Because obviously, Barca is your is your yeah. um, your main area of expertise. Yeah, it's my bread and butter. Yeah, well, the thing is, I, I've heard about Arthur just before he joined Barca. And when those first rumors started circulating, I was like, like everyone else, I was really excited. And, and I was like, I have to see what this player is all about. And then when you see clips and you watch some footage and, and I was really impressed. And to be honest, I really thought that like his career at Barca would be much longer and more successful than it was. But well, mm. here we are now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's how I first heard about it, I guess. And then when he joined, uh, what was the what was the fee that I think Barca paid at the time? It wasn't it wasn't. Was it wasn't too high, was it? No, it wasn't that high. I don't remember off the top of my head. I it, think it, was, it wasn't um, a ridiculous yeah, fee. It wasn't a ridiculous yeah. fee, was it? No. So no. how was his time at Barca then? The, I think he was only there for nearly two years, just over two years. Yeah, it was uh it was lots of ups and downs, to be honest. Uh it started off quite good. Um the players kind of took well to him. Even Messi was the one who who said that he was very surprised about about Arthur's ability and the comparisons with Xavi were kind of a bit far-fetched. Maybe maybe it was too early to say that he was the next Xavi for Barca, but at the same time, you could not really argue that the ability that he has and the skill set and the traits and the profile of the player 
it did kind of fit the whole narrative of him being the Xavi successor at Barcelona. And maybe had things panned out differently, maybe he could have been much more than he was. But um, yeah, it's, at some point, Barca kind of realized that despite all of his qualities and despite all the uh, the traits that make him quite good, actually, uh, he wasn't exactly what they needed at that time, uh, profile-wise. So I think that was that was the, the, the point where they realized that we'll just, we'll just cut our losses and we'll just look for someone else, someone different. So what were the, what was, what did you make of him as from a style of play perspective? You know, what were his strengths and what were his weaknesses when you watched him play? Mm. Well, Arthur is a ball recycler. He is a press assistant midfielder who will keep the ball and guard the ball. He will retain possession at an insanely high level. He is, it's difficult to dispossess him. And if he has the ball at his feet, you probably know that he's not going to lose it. That's one of his main strengths. He is very clean in his in, his, in the, the first and the second phase of possession. So when you need to get out of pressure and when you need to build that attack from the, from the middle uh, third of the pitch, he is your man. He will set it up. He will make sure that everything runs smoothly. He is very agile. He, he turns really well. Uh, and this is where the, the press, press assistance comes in. And this is why people have been comparing him to Xavi because, you know, Xavi can turn a player easily and or could before when he was playing, he could t- turn a player easily and then progress the ball. And that's what Arthur does. He will, he will receive the ball deep. He will uh, shake the defenders off, the, the markers off, and then he will progress play either by carrying the ball, or just passing it, passing it brilliantly. And I feel like that's, that's something that Barca look for in midfielders. But the thing is, just now, Xavi especially wants his midfielders to do different roles. He wants them to be more adventurous, more even physical, I would say, uh, maybe more aggressive in their approach and, and wants them to attack the box, attack the, the final third through the half space. And this is where I feel Arthur kind of doesn't fit as, as well anymore. And and that's why I don't really see him as, as a Xavi, Barca Xavi, um, Xavi's Barca type of midfielder anymore. But for Liverpool, it might be a different story. Yeah, I think I've heard a lot of people say, you know, there's some similarities to Thiago as well. Oh, would you yeah. would you agree with that? Mm. Obviously, we already have Thiago, which is amazing, and we love him. <laughs> but I think I think the only thing I would say is maybe Thiago's a little bit more. He's got mm. that attack nature. He's got mm. that attacking nature as well. He's, he's more saucy, you know. He's got those does those special skill skillful things that you know yep. you just you're just very rare on the pitch with Thiago. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I can see the similarities. Uh, it does make sense. Maybe not at that level, of course. Thiago is Thiago is a very well-rounded midfielder. And I feel like Arthur doesn't have that edge. You know, uh, hmm. he's not so... Maybe defensively, Thiago might be a bit better as well. And this is where the aggression off the ball comes as well. Not just impressing, but just maybe just pushing forward as well. Uh, Arthur doesn't have that. The, the physicality is something that he lacks. Definitely lacks. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be like a deal breaker or anything like that, but but if you can just match or maybe maybe show a bit more of aggression and more tenacity in his approach, something that Thiago does so well, uh, I think that it, the, the the lack of physicality won't be such a problem. And then there's the attitude as well. I mean, if you can mold Arthur to be uh, a, an elite professional, like if, if he can, if his head is in it all the time, which is something that I feel Liverpool usually do really well, they kind of identify players who are um, mentality monsters to, such, to some to some extent. And I feel like Arthur is not really there yet, but if he can keep his head and, and kind of do the work and, and do a bit more of work than he's been doing so far, I would say even uh, he should be fine. 
Do you think having players like his national teammates alongside him is going to help him a lot. He's got Fabinho who he plays with in midfield for Brazil. He's mm. going to, he's got Firmino there. He's going to have Alisson there. Tafarel's even the, the mm. goalkeeping coach who obviously he would have met uh, as part of the Brazil national team as well, who's the goalkeeping coach there. So yeah. do you think that'll help him settle really quick and maybe give him that kind of, you know, I think he just needs to settle somewhere. It seems like to me, he's been moving around every yeah. two years. He just kind of needs, and, and maybe this loan, it's a loan option, but mm. there is an option to buy. So if mm. he plays well and he proves himself, he's got a, I think it's an opportunity for him, isn't it? Yeah. At a yeah. top club, yeah. at a team that's going for Champions Leagues all the time to say, right, if I make it here, they will keep me. Mm. It's his chance, isn't it? It is. It definitely is. I agree with that. Um, on the uh, on the, his national team teammates being in there, yeah, I, I agree because whenever you have well a foreign player coming into a team, it can be a, difficult for them. It's not just the language barrier; it's, it's the culture, it's the whole environment that kind of affects them. And this is the part that people often forget about: the psychological part of a player. I mean, at Barca, for example, there's there's always that kind of weight of expectations. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it can kind of bog you down. And players who are much better than they they appear when they when they step on the pitch for Barca, they, they kind of crumble because they, they can't handle the pressure, they can't really settle in properly. So I feel like having someone to rely on, someone who who will immediately welcome him. I'm not saying that the, the Liverpool players won't welcome him. It's just that having someone who he, he can instantly talk to and click with that yeah. might help. It's just that uh, I'm talking from from a Barca perspective again. When for example with Dembélé. He had his his group of French players at Barcelona. He had Griezmann. He had Samuel Titi, and while that helped, it also kind of created a a, a group that was kind of on the sidelines all all the time. You know, yeah. they would they would just keep to themselves. They wouldn't really interact as much with the the rest of the team. So it's also important to kind of strike a balance where you have. Yeah, they don't do that. Yeah. They don't do that at Liverpool. They they try to mix and match as much as possible, and that's part exactly. of why the cohesion and, like you said, the mentality monster stuff comes in. Hopefully, he just they yeah. fork him into that as well, and they make sure he yeah. does the same. And that'll yeah. be really interesting to see. I, I think also the pressure wise, there's mm. always pressure when you come to Liverpool, but he doesn't come yeah. in with much pressure because he's coming in as a loan. Yeah. So the whole fan base is like not even very excited. They're just like, <laughs> you know, they're just like, oh, he's alone. He's, we're going to send yeah. him off at the end, but. That that hopefully takes a bit of pressure off him, and also the the buy the buyout clause, or mm. you know the the optional buy clause is is what thirty seven and a half million yeah. euros. That's not very very high. He went for seventy two no. to to, you know maybe we'll get there in a sec. Actually, let's talk uh-huh. about that now. Actually, that that value. Okay. Yeah. What what I mean, it's being investigated, isn't it? The the sale from. Barca to Juve and then you getting a player back for 60 yeah. you know what's your view on his real value you know what do you think his real value was when he went to Juve was he actually 72 million do you think he was worth that what do you think his value is now uh so I prior to that transfer to Juventus I I was I really thought that he would actually stay I thought there was no way that the Barca would actually do that swap deal and in the end they did um and maybe yeah, seventy million. It, it sounds a bit too much. And at this point now, so now coming after the Juve spell, I would say that thirty something million sounds about right to me. Uh, because as good as he is and the quality that he has, his Juventus spell, it just it just wasn't that impressive to me. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the whole team being just not being as good as they used to be. They're not really functioning as a, as, a, as a good team. They don't really have a proper structure or anything. So I think that in that sense, Arthur 
was kind of you know when you're part of a of a not ideal environment just put it that way you also your performances will, will inevitably suffer as well uh so i would say that being a 30 something million player at this point in time seems fair to me and and just because it's a loan deal this i don't just don't don't see a downside to this deal for liverpool if it works out you will pay for a very good player and you won't pay it that much if it doesn't work out you just ship him back to juventus and and that's 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 it that's the end of the story <laughs> What do you think of um, his injury record when he was at Barca? Was he injured a lot? And was there a lot of any news about that or what he was like? Do you have any background stories about the player at all? Or have you heard anything? Uh, yeah, I think, well, I don't really have background stories, but I feel like, yeah, injuries do do kind of, they pose a certain concern about the player. Uh, he'll fit right into Liverpool, right? <laughs> when he comes to that. <laughs> I'm we, yeah, the midfield is the, <laughs> what we need to do is rotate them. So they injured once at a time. I mean, there's know? no way that all of them are injured at the same time, right? There's just no way. <laughs> we'll see. No, no, just, uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, I, I'm not sure to be honest. I'm not sure how to answer that question. Uh, yes, there is an injury concern, but uh, I, let's hope let's hope that he can kind of improve his fitness for Liverpool because Liverpool are also all about that. They they are all about having athleticism and having players who are you know at their physical best. So I think feel like he will have to step up and and kind of do the work. Klopp will make him do the work. I'm pretty sure he will. <laughs> Amazing. I mean that's. That, so you 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 you're saying that the value is there for thirty six yeah. for the price that we might get. That's yeah. value. That's that's going to represent good value. And obviously, where do you think he could go like, if he does hit a level and, and settles in at a club? Where do you think what w- what's his ceiling? You know, how far can he go? What do you think is um, you know, his talent? What what kind of talent does he possess, and how far could he become a world class player? Do you think? Yeah, I, w- I would think so. I, I think that he. He has Thiago as his reference, and and that's what, what he has to aim for. I'm not saying he will become as good as Thiago, but is it good to have Thiago around as well with him? You think the same club? Like really? <laughs> I mean, he's probably they, they, they didn't collide obviously, but Thiago mm. was at Bayern at the time mm. when he went to um, Barca. But obviously, they'll have that in common that they were both at Barca at one point and moved on. Yeah, you know, so there should be a connection there. Yeah, I mean it's it's good because it gives you depth. That's that's one of the main reasons, especially in a midfield that's now very thin and and just unstable fitness wise. Uh, so I guess it, it won't hurt. And uh, Arthur will obviously he he won't really displace Thiago or anything. I wouldn't say no. that. well not at first, not at first. But you know who knows what happens. But uh, I'd like him in the same team. I'd like one left side, one right side. I would yeah. even hope. I would even hope. You know that they they change shape a little bit and play mm. Arthur and Fab as a as a two, if they yeah. can, and, they and, could... and go with four up top. You know, mm. four two yeah. three one something like that if they can with Nunez now. That mm. that's the dream is that we buy a player and and th- does he fit that type of role though? Can he play different roles where he's you know he can play as a six with with Fab so they have a double pivot or and then play as a right sided uh, left sided midfielder? I mean that. Mm. Is that something he can do? I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't really put him as a six. Well, not in a single pivot, at least. Maybe no, a not in a pivot, single. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe a double pivot. Yeah, would work. He is. Well, maybe the, the left center midfielder role would be ideal for him. It, it kind of feels like that's the less physically demanding role for him, uh, and that's where the Klopp would, would kind of 
put him because that way he doesn't have that responsibility of kind of needing to be that dynamic between the lines um, midfielder who has to push forward, that has to be aggressive uh, both in and off the, off the ball. So I feel like if he's just a main recycler, uh, first yeah. sec- slash second phase type of uh, position retainer, I can, I can see him do really well in that, in, in that role. Yeah. That's what we need. I think what we're missing is that left-hand side mm. player to be a little bit like Ginny was. Yeah. Just hold that position, be disciplined, yes. not roam out of position and just run it, run up the pitch at the moment. We've got James <laughs> Milner just running and trying to be a striker, you know, the same yeah. time. Just, and then Hendo does the same on the right. Which Exactly. To be fair, on the right side, it is a more attacking role. We are playing yeah. with Elliot. You know, we're trying mm-hmm. that right side mid is trying to be a bit more attacking, which is fair. But that means that the left-sided role really needs to be exactly as disciplined as possible, and that's something that hopefully Arthur can do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I said the right side midfielder has completely different roles to the one on the left, and Arthur doesn't really fit that right side that much because he Good. is. Yeah, he's not that aggressive. He's not that doesn't have that edge or bite that a right side midfield at Liverpool would have to have, you know? So I feel, I feel like the left side uh, suits him best. best yeah. So this might work out then for us. This might actually work. <laughs> if it, there's some method to the madness. It's not a panic buy. It might actually be so, yeah. something so. that works. So <laughs> that's really, that's really exciting for me because something that we needed to do now, yes, there's injury issues or there could be, but if he's playing once a week, you know, instead of twice a week, he's always rotated with a with a player. We've got plenty on the left side. Hopefully, Naby Keita comes back in because he's not been sold. Yeah. So, you know, we've got Naby Keita for the left side. We've got Curtis Jones there. Now we've got Arthur as well. And then that frees Thiago up to go and play yeah. with where Elliot plays and let Thiago go there. Elliot rotate with him. We've also got Carvalho as well. Fabio Carvalho. So there's there's a it just expands that talent pool a little bit more. And in the yeah. next 10 weeks i think we've got stupid amount of games yeah absolutely crazy amount of games so we we really need the players so hopefully he can handle um being rotated playing 60 minutes to Mm. 90 minutes a week you know by by coming on playing starting a game for 60 getting taken off then coming on for 13 the next game and he can continue to do that and that that would actually represent good value for us right now we just need that body, don't we? We just need that body that yeah. can be quality, uh, fit into the team, and just do a job. That's what we need right now. I think so, yeah. And and good thing you mentioned that sixty minutes or just thirty minutes, because I feel, if I remember correctly, he did struggle with stamina at Barcelona. Yeah. At least we thought that was the issue because he kept getting subbed off before the end of the game. It was always like around that sixty-minute mark, I think seventy-minute mark. He would always get taken off. And I feel like it could be a stamina issue. So just dosing it correctly in regards to injuries and stamina could be could be the most efficient way to use Arthur, yes. Perfect. That sounds good to me. Um, I don't really have any other questions on Arthur. I really hope um, that's everything. Is there anything else you could tell us about him or is, do you think we've covered everything? I think we've covered mostly everything. I, I think you're getting, at the end of the day, I think you're getting a wonderful player. And the fact that it's a loan deal, uh, there's always a chance that it doesn't work out, but if it doesn't work out, it's a loan deal. Uh, and, and I feel like there are not many downsides to this. So uh, just <laughs> that's that's my conclusion. Superb, superb. I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, I hope, you know, that that's how it works out. Um, I, I was 
I was dreading a, a negative outlook on him, and uh, <laughs> but but at least you know the, there's an acceptance that he's a really good footballer, yeah. and um, you know the, if the crowd sees that at Anfield, I think they'll be just all over him. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell uh, the listeners where they can find you and um, your website as well? Uh, so yeah, my website is Barca Football. If you like Barcelona, if you like tactics, that that's a good place to to. Uh... To find some of that goodness, uh, hopefully, like, like like what you see, I'm at, on Twitter as well at the Kostanchuk. I'm not sure how. Yeah, it doesn't really. Maybe better if you just spell it out somehow. We will be sharing. <laughs> we'll be sharing you on Twitter. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll okay. be sharing it. We'll be sharing yeah. the podcast so people will uh, be able to follow you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and also I've written a book on Lionel Messi. It's called Anatomy of a Genius: Leo Messi's Tactical wow. Evolution at Barcelona. Yeah, it'll be coming out. In October and the third of October, to be more precise, it's already available for pre-order on Amazon and all the other. So, have stores. you spoken to him for that, or is it no? Sadly, no. I've spoken to many big-profile people, but not to Leo Messi. Hopefully, I can get a book to him, though. I'm still working on that. Would that would be amazing. So fingers. Do you crossed, have any? Yeah. Um, do you have any? Um, uh, can you tell us who you spoke to? Which type of people you spoke to, so that we could get people excited for this book for you? Of yours? Oh yeah, I spoke to Sid Lowe. I spoke to Graham Hunter. I spoke to some of the oh, journalists. Wonderful. Yeah, I spoke even to uh, some of the people from within the club, um, from La Masia and stuff like that. So it, it's it's going to be hopefully. It'll Let's be have good. a quick chat about Messi. What do you think is happening right now with him? Because this is always an interesting conversation before we go. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's about your book. And um, can, can, will people be able to find it on Amazon? Yeah, you can well? find, yeah, it's on Amazon. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. You can find it. So, um, so what did I mean? Uh, the way it ended, pretty sad. Yeah, at Barca, yeah. Uh, yes. literally couldn't afford to keep him more than yes. anything. That's what it was, right? Because yeah. um, I think if he stayed there, he'd still be producing that level of football. You know, I think there's a little bit of him coming back this year. Last year was a proper, <laughs> yeah. Settling, settling in period type type thing. He's only been yeah. at one club all his life, so exactly. it must have been tough. But have you? I mean, what are your thoughts on him at the moment? Um, the thing with with, with PSG was mostly they were, they've been just using it using him wrong. I mean, they've been using him as a right winger who starts out wide and uh, who's not as close to the box as Messi should be in in in, in this stage of his career. So. Uh, it's it's not really about Messi not being as good as he was. It was just Messi being a part of a very dysfunctional system that did not really look to optimize his skill set, and that's what you get. Uh, Messi is he's still a wonderful footballer, and I feel like greatest of all time for me. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, to me as well. I, I have no doubts about that. Um, obviously, people will always discuss that, but yeah, it's, hmm. uh, uh, the thing with Barca and Messi was. I, I keep saying the separation was needed. It needed to happen mm. for both of those, both both parties. I mean, for Messi, I'm not sure, but for Barca to evolve and go back to, you know, to, the, to what they were, it needed to happen. It's just the way that it happened is, is, is what's the most painful part of the whole story. You know, just, just kicked out of the back door, you know, with just a press conference. Uh, and that's it. That was, it was, it was really, really tough and uh, a tough watch. And, uh, I'm not sure. There's many rumors now, you know, saying that Barca will go after him again, just to you know, give him that swan song, just that, that the final year at Barca, maybe before he calls it a day. 
but we'll see what happens. I'm not sure. It would sure. be very nice to close the story with a with a I guess so. with yeah. with a league win or a Champions League win before he leave, you know, hands yeah. up his boots and you know, they, those stories sometimes do come true. Who yeah. knows? And I hope they do for you guys and uh, yeah. I, I can totally understand what it would feel like. I mean, he's the greatest of all time. We our one of our greats when Gerard left, he he left in a similar fashion and mm. just just, you know, kind of out the back door did a did yeah. a them something you know and also the team was really dying when mm. when he left and he left in such a sour way like yeah. we lost 6-1 to Stoke City like for god's oh, sake painful. so yeah. so we 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 feel your pain <laughs> yours is probably at a higher level he's a, you know Messi's um, Messi's Messi Messi's Messi yeah, yeah but folks yeah. if you're really interested in um reading this book um please do follow uh, Dom and uh, take a look and, and, and purchase it and have a read if you're one of those that would be great thank you Dom for coming onto the show we really appreciate it and uh, at short notice thank you for, for giving us some content we appreciate it let's see how Arthur does and maybe we touch base with you uh, later in the season <laughs> if you're really doing awesome you can come and tell us what you think again okay yeah, yeah fair enough fair enough if he doesn't though I just we just forget about this thing. <laughs> no worries no worries thank you so much Dom you're welcome. we'll catch thanks, up with you soon thanks for having me yeah We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.